Good morning, everyone. Happy weekend. Happy Saturday. It's your girl, Millie Mills, host of the this still new to a lot of people podcast show. Bring it in the house. We're excited this Saturday weekend. We have a beautiful young lady. I believe she's from North Carolina. She's smart entrepreneur. She's a, a tropical um, uh, astrologer. Let's give it up. A warm welcome to Black Divine. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. I hope y'all are well on Saturday. Yes. Oh, you look like a singer. Do you sing a little? I, um, you know, I've actually had multiple past lives as a singer, but that's, you know, besides the point. Um, I do love to sing in the shower. Yeah. I sung on gospel choir. I was in many choirs in this lifetime. So it's a pastime of mine, for sure. Wow, this is amazing just to have you here. I, you know, I'm sure the viewers, once they uh, chime in, they'll have uh, plenty of questions or it's, it's a lot to learn. Okay, first of all, you're just 21. Am I right? That is right. Today's my oh, life being 21, but yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're just a baby and you're already off to a great start. Your birthday is tomorrow. Am I right? That is right. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. We need to sing. Happy birthday to you. Happy oh, birthday man. to you. Happy birthday, Black Divine. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, Mills. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. Okay, so everyone, we have this beautiful, talented, talented tropical astrologer in the house. And you're also a, a Cardo Macy, Mancy, am I saying it correct? Yes, um, I divine with cards, and that's cardamancy. I'm also a medium. Um, I'm also a hoodoo uh, specialist. I work a lot with herbs, and I put together rituals for folks, um, depending on their needs. Um, I just support the client holistically. I am also certified in Reiki level two, so I can do Reiki energy healing and perform that on clients as well. Um, and I'm also an Akashic Records practitioner as well. You can take a look at your soul records and all of that fun interdimensional stuff. I quite literally do everything. I'm a jack of all trades. <laughs> so can you, um, can you remove some negative energy from me, please? <laughs> yes, I got you, boo. Look, that's that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> Help. No, just yes. wow, this is great. How did you get started? How did you get started? Well, I actually ended up getting started at the age of 14. Um, I think, you know, interacting with teen magazines, they would always have a horoscope section. And um, I want to say around November, um, like a month or so before my 15th birthday, I started looking into astrology um, much more deeply, um, doing lots of research, buying books, um, reading them, and also to by me learning astrology, I was able to associate different zodiac signs with different tarot cards. And so that is how I got into tarot. So I've been studying astrology for about seven years now, getting ready to go on eight. Um, and I've been studying in tarot for six years, getting ready to go on seven, because I did spend a little bit more time with astrology at first. Um, and then getting into my tarot practice. As far as my energy work, I started energy work this year. Um, I learned about the Akashic Records and I had an intensive um, learning coordinating session with my practitioner um, in February. And um, I got into Reiki and energy work 
um, again, from August through to January. And I'll be a certified Reiki master in January. So I'm very excited about that. So yeah, so just kind of going with the flow, um, but just taking my interests to the next level. Um, I've always loved to read and to learn. Um, I have a background in education um, with my mother being an educator of over 25 years and with my grandmother being a superintendent. Um, learning has always been something that's been a part of my life. Um, I earned a full ride scholarship to not one, but two universities simultaneously. And um, that is a very rare scholarship. There's 0.3 chance of you getting that scholarship. So I defy the odds and everything and all things that I do. So that's just something about me. <laughs> yes, this, that's great. You're, you're just continuing to perfect your craft. You come from a long line of educators. It's no wonder you're so successful at just the age of 21. This is great. Wow. So when will you be finished with the course that you're, you're uh, currently enrolled in? So I will, I will be completed with my Reiki master course, uh, January 7th. Um, I will be finished with my undergraduate studies um, by August 1st. So um, there was a particular class I, I couldn't take this next semester because they didn't offer it. So I'll just take it in the summertime and I'll be working full time and taking those classes virtually so that I can balance my business and school the best way that I can. It's wonderful. I love to see someone with a plan and you got yours all mapped out. What do you say to those who may have an interest in going down your career path? I would say, you know, no matter what age that you are, no matter when you got into it, um, our communities or the communities that are based in our practices have that same passion and to connect with those folks as much as you can, to learn as much as you can, to not get judgmental or comparative at all. Um, and I say that because I had studied for a very long time and a lot of the professional astrologers that I looked up to had been practicing for 10, 15, 20 years. So I thought in order to have a platform, I had to have the same um, level of experience. And what I found ever since I've started my business is that there's a, a wide range of folks who've been studying for four years, three years, some six months, yet they're able to um, embrace that content and material and, and kind of provide certain services that only they can provide that does still help the collective in, in many ways. So um, to not compare yourself on your journey and to just keep learning, keep loving, um, remind yourself why you love astrology or you love cardamancy or you love hoodoo or you love mediumship. Um, so just, you know, continue to keep going um, and continue to follow your inner light, you know, your path. Right. You know, when it comes to being intentional with all that you do, that starts with getting in touch with yourself and knowing that that aspect of yourself will always be your North Star, will always be your guiding light. Um, whenever you feel like this is not the way to go or you no longer have energy in it, that's a sign to pivot into something that does require your attention at that time. That is such good advice. You said something that's so important. Don't compare yourself to others. Uh, that's just so easy for us to do as humans. It's just a part of our makeup. You know, we'll get distracted. We start watching somebody else, uh, watching their journey. It, it looks interesting to us. And next thing you, Hey, maybe I should, I should try to do that. Maybe I should try to do this. And, and lose focus of, of our own um, journey and, and what it consists of. So that's, that's really strong 
Yeah. So right. you're, you can tell you're under a great tutelage. You got some great uh, mentors in your family. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I want to take a quick moment to thank all of my crones and my spiritual friends. Um, definitely. Um, Lynn Swain of Magic Craft, North Carolina. Um, so that's a quick plug if you're in the Triangle area to please, you know, um, go to their stores as well. Also, Miss Ebony, um, there's a, a black lady who has a botanica off of MLK Street um, in Durham, North Carolina. And um, her shop is uh, relatively new, but she's also extremely gifted and black and um, from that area. So support that shop as well. Um, and thank you to all that you have done for me. Um, yeah, I think that one of the reasons why I have been able to do what I have done so successfully is community. Um, and I'm never um, shy about that at all, um, just because it really does take a village to, you know, support Raise. one another and to, mm -hmm. to kind of call in and, and really keep you focused on your work. Um, sometimes if you kind of navigate a path individually, there is a lot of leeway sometimes. And um, with that community, having that intergenerational experience, which is what I pride myself on, um, having experience from children and from your elders um, and from your contemporaries really, really help you to um, have a well-rounded look of yourself and where you're going. Um, and, and try to keep that practicality in the midst of that spirituality as well. That's really great. You said something a little while ago about the triangle. Okay, so somebody like me, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> I, you know, tell us a little bit about that, if you can. So about the the triangle effect mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. children yes. and elders and well you know i actually love to because I, I made a thread on my twitter page not too long ago about the um centuries old trope of the maiden the mother and the crone so that's a celtic practice um or a, like a, a sort of celtic perspective um that that mm -hmm. was, um well known but it's this sort of trope of femininity is also seen um in other indigenous communities as well and it and it just talks about the different stages of life that you are and the the wisdom and what is being asked of you at that life stage so when you're a maiden and a young adult there are certain aspects that are being asked of you to focus on um certain things that should be of importance to you at that time to work on um and what that can really look like is as a young adult, um, building your foundation is something that is of importance to you. Because by the time that you're at the mother stage or you're at the crone stage, that's a foundation that you would have built upon, right? So really focusing on creating that um, stability for yourself and allowing that youthful energy to kind of push you forward and throttle you forward um, into your life's work. Um, and then you go into the mother stage where you begin to receive mentees of your own, children of your own, um, advising folks and being able to take that wisdom upon the foundation that you have to extend that foundation that you built with others. Right. And to kind of create that familial, um, that familial environment that creates so much success for everyone. Um, and when you get to the crone stage, which uh, typically starts around age like 50 or 60, um, you start to get to this wisdom, this griot almost, this storyteller, 
um, this grandmotherly figure and energy that is so essential to the development, not just of young adults, but of adults as well. And there are certain things that are asked of you at that life stage as well. Um, and the type of reflection that that takes in, and the type of ways that you think about, you know, what is my next step when I transition? You know, is it, have I completed and done all the things that I have set out to do in this life? And so, you know, these kind of three stages, you know, the triangle is, is um, a, a holy geometric shape that is seen across all practices, all religions. Um, and it's something that is one of the strongest um, um, shapes and, and, and structures on earth. Um, and, you know, so I, I would say that those three stages and, and keeping that wisdom in my mind helps me to contextualize myself as a 22-year-old um, professional in this field and to be able to give it my best and to contextualize the amount of pressure and the amount of work that I apply to myself as well. Um, because if you're a maiden and you're thinking about crone stage, you're kind of in the wrong, <laughs> you're in the wrong kind of place at that point. Um, you really have to focus on listening to yourself, listening to spirit and really building your, your foundation because it will be with you for the rest of your life. Um, so it's very important to be intentional in all that you do. That's really good information. I guess I'm, I'm in the crone stage. Yay. But sometimes I feel very youthful. So what I, can you kind of share? Wonder why? Where does that come from with me? Because <laughs> I get criticized uh, sometimes uh, being in the Chrome stage, but I have a, a very, um, you know, I guess joyful or youthful spirit. Um, and sometimes it's, it's difficult for me uh, because, um, well, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm spiritual, and I know the word says um, to, you know, he he wants us to be childlike, not childish. And I think a lot of people get the two confused yeah. uh, because if they see you jovial and happy all the time, you know, sometimes they see that as being childish, but it's not childish, it's childlike. And what that, what childlike means is being, not having a spirit of worry. And I, I feel like, you know, and trusting in the Lord that he will, you know, take care of all of our needs. You know, I have my days like anyone right. else, you know, I do question certain things if I'm taking the right direction or whatever. So I definitely need to sign up with you and get a little help. Well, you know, and that's fine. And, you know, when you think about a child, like being a part of the word, right. And being, being a part of the Bible and, and also too, just like all of those Bible stories about um, making sure that you listen to what, spirit what god is telling you to like when jonah didn't want to go to uh, uh, nevaeh because yeah. they was over there doing some stuff and yeah. god sent him to the bottom of the belly of a whale, whale. Mm -hmm. to, to fulfill what he needed to do and yeah. you'll see those stories you'll see those types of effects and you know in a more universal term too this childlike energy that is asked for everyone to hold on to um, yes. Even, you know, um, there was a part of the Bible, too, where Jesus was like, it's important to have faith like a child or to have mm -hmm. um, a childlike faith, because that is an untainted, raw faith, um, a faith and belief beyond all things that we see, because seeing is believing, but seeing is deceiving as well. And you so we really have to keep that in mind, um, embracing the eternal child. That's what's called your inner child. 
um, mm -hmm. and utilizing that love and support to your inner child, the things that you would say to yourself as a child, um, the things that um, you were able to do now as an adult or as a crone that you could not do as a child that really kind of meets that need as well. So um, I would say like for you, you know, being at that crone stage is an immense achievement. Um, congratulations on that. And that youthfulness is a part of the wisdom that you impart um, on young adults and adults as well. Because I, I you know, I'll, I'll be there to say there are folks who are young adults and adults who have kind of lost that jovialness, that lost that joy, that have kind of gotten into this monotonous cycle and pattern that's not serving them anymore. Um, they've begun to basically tune out spirit because it's not realistic or it's not something that they can control or manipulate. And um, that is where you kind of step in with that jovialness and that faith and that, and that love to remind them that they're, it's not too late to embrace that quality of themselves. It's not too late for them to reclaim their lives um, and to reclaim what makes them feel joyful. Um, so yeah, so I, I, that's something I would say to you in a consultation, but that's also just something that I would um, reflect on in, in this moment as well for you. Well, I thank you because you've definitely helped me. I'm, I'm tearing up here because uh, I just found out yesterday I lost a, a good friend, um, uh, when my homegirls, I should say, she passed away before she made the chrome stage. Um, Stacy Owens, rest in peace. We will always love you. She had that jovial spirit, you know, forever until she transitioned. She was always a, a light. And um, Stacy, we will love. We will always love you. Um, and she's not suffering anymore, you know. And so. Um, <clears throat> That just while you were talking, I'm like, wow, <laughs> this uh, this interview is one of one of my best. I love all my guests, you know, but uh, this is different. I usually talk to musicians and entertainers, but you are a leader in your field at such a young age, an entrepreneur that is is worthy to be recognized. So I am so proud of you. Thank so what? <laughs> yes, congratulations. Very hard. <laughs> Yeah, I can see it. I can hear it and I can see it. You know, the proof is in the pudding. So, excuse me. So when you get up in the mornings and I'm sure you already kind of have your day mapped out, what's a day like for Black Divine? I, um, I, my body clock usually wakes me up at like 8.30 in the morning, like 8.30 mm -hmm. in the um, and essentially I wake up, you know, I greet my cat, Osiris, most times he'll be the one waking me up from something. He's always running jumping around the house because I do work at home for right now. Um, and so I'm able to afford my own brick and mortar store. And then I have my office, which I know will be soon, um, because I work very hard. And so, um, so I greet my day with him and I spend some time with him and I wash up, get ready. And I prepare my altar for meditation. So um, my altar is sort of full of a lot of different, I almost want to say syncretic um, religious symbols. And because I work with a variety of deities, um, both of um, Christianity, of Hinduism, of Kemet and Egyptian practices, of Ifa as well, um, from a non-initiated standpoint. And um, 
So I, I prepare that altar for meditation. I prepare myself um, with a, a quick, uh, you know, smoke cleanse or energy cleanse. I always cleanse my energy multiple times through the day. And it helps me with being able to um, be as present as I can with um, whatever I'm dealing with, whether that be school or work or um, something with my personal life as well. Um, continuing to keep that spiritual hygiene up, it helps me in so many ways. Um, so and um, and then I began my Reiki practice on myself, which is relatively new. But I do like my 30 minute Reiki practice. I balance all of my chakras and all of my energy centers. And then um, I uh, just kind of sit in front of the altar, just kind of talk for a little bit. And then I'll um, divine for myself, whether that be, you know, pulling cards, whether that mean jumping straight into meditation, whether that means, you know, using a sound bowl. I have multiple sound bowls and Sometimes I start my day like with sound and just kind of being in that ambiance as well. Um, also burn incense as an offering. I make food for my um, ancestor altar as an offering as well. Um, and you can see by this meticulousness, one of the reasons why I am so blessed, like yes. <laughs> I really take care of the folks who take care of me always. And um, so, and then I descend into meditation. Now, Meditation can range from at minimum 30 minutes to at maximum three hours, okay? So one of the things that I love to do um, from a standpoint, depending on the day, so, you know, if it's a weekend, it's definitely going to be close to a three-hour mark. If it's a weekday and I have to prepare for um, my undergraduate studies, I usually spend about an hour at most, um, and then I prepare for that academic part of my day and then complete that and then continue my spiritual studies um, after I completed uh, my undergraduate um, requirements for that day. And so um, I descend into meditation and, and meditation really kind of functions as a, a conversation, but I essentially spend time with them, um, listen to what they have to say um, and really just kind of surrender and be present with them. Um, and if my meditation extends into the three hour mark, it's most likely because I transitioned into the Akashic Records, which is the eighth dimension. Um, there's a lot of soul information, a lot of soul records there, a lot of information that um, is hard to access otherwise. <laughs> um, and then I always, when I return back into my vessel, I always return back rejuvenated, ready to start my day, ready to you know uh, move forward with the rest of my week as well. And so um, after that meditation, I then start to um, work on some client work as well. Um, so I'll have some appointments throughout the day and I'll do those and complete those. And um, those are always a joy. I love speaking with clients, um, especially with the branch of services that I've opened with in-person services. Um, mm -hmm. That has been a joy as well to meet with my clients at a coffee shop, um, kind of get an energy sense of what's going on and being able to deliver very accurate, very clear information, being able to be a conduit to their ancestors and their spirit guides. Um, there are things that I'm able to say and reference that I should know. So, you know, there was one client who um, was like concerned about what was going on at school. And um, I asked him, I said, you know, when was the last time you looked at a photo of your grandfather? And they were like, I haven't looked at a photo since he passed away. Like I missed him so much. I was able to, to tap straight into that. And I said, well, you'll be able to prevail in your studies when you connect with him more. And they came back with, you know, photographs of their tests being an A and, you know, the professors, you know, saying glowing notes about them after class and like 
that that is the type of work that I do. You know, I I, I don't necessarily do the the love and light work. I I am very love and light because that's my energy. But I'm also willing to deliver very accurate, very um, needed information on behalf of my client um, because I'm invested um, in the successful outcomes of, of the client and making sure that the client is holistically supported in all that they do. Um, so yeah, so my morning meditation going through with my clients and then just to kind of wrap up my day, I do a nighttime meditation that usually lasts between 30 to like an hour and 30. So I spend a lot of my day in meditation, <laughs> um, spend a lot of my day at home most times, um, as well. And, um, after my nightly meditation, you know, I cut on Martin or Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or... Wayne Brothers, like I love 90 sitcoms, a different world, living single, you name it. Like I'm really big <laughs> into black TV for sure. Um, and I'll just, you know, spend some time with my cat and then I'll wind down and, and rest for the next day. So that's the typical day with Black Divine. A lot of meditation, a lot of client work, but very fulfilling work with that. That is so beautiful. And you have a cat. What is your cat's name? Osiris. Osiris. Oh, mm -hmm. what color is it? Um, so my cat is a black cat. It's a black cat. <laughs> yeah, I just want to make that clear. <laughs> the, the infamous black cat. <laughs> it's always good to have um some black uh, cat hair for a working if you if you're doing some some lottery ticket work or gambling work or money work. It's always good to have some black cat hair with you. So that'll help oh. it. Yeah, it's like fast luck. So. But that's a little hoodoo tip, you know. <laughs> I see, I see. And speaking of your services, I'm going to put your, uh, here's your information about the services mm -hmm. here. Um, and so people can see that. And today is the last day to book. So if, you book, if you're listening to this, please be sure to book today. Um, if you do see something and, you know, it's 11.59 and it turns to 12.01, that's still fine. Um, I just, after a certain point, you know, would like to enjoy my birthday tomorrow. So, <laughs> and I will be open, uh, January 3rd. So, um, and, and I'd love to see you then too, if that is more fitting with your schedule as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are the, so you guys get a good look at the prices, some good deals, very great deals. Yeah. If you, if you have any trouble finding her online, this is her logo. Black Divine logo. I see you got the pink and green. Do I yes, have some Soros? I, I, I am some... a Sora of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Oh my gosh, Sora. This yeah. is wonderful. Because I saw that on your website. I saw the pink and green, but I was like, okay, I, I have to ask her. Yeah, I pledged yeah. a long time ago, okay? <laughs> but, yes, you know, um, my mother is, is my Sora as well. So um, yeah. there, was, there, was, there was only one way to go. So only I, one I, way I, to go. Oh my gosh, this is great. I played Spring 87, Alpha Road Chapter, University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. It was 13 on my line. Uh, we were Treacherous 13. Come on, Treacherous 13. <laughs> Come on, Tail. We love to see it. We love to see it. Yeah, I, I should have uploaded some uh, pictures on, on my uh, line sisters. Yeah. So, and what was your, your line name? So um, my line name was The, the Reestablishment. Um, I crossed my sands uh, spring of 21. So this year, um, and my line was 36 girls. 36 girls. Yes. Ah! I am number 34. 
You're number 34. I was yes. number one because of my height, you know, I'm the shortest, <laughs> shortest, you know, they still do that. Go from the shortest to the tallest. Sure do. Yeah. Yeah. My tail is sure. 5'11". So I missed it by a couple inches. I'm 5'9". So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm a little bitty one. I was at that time, I think I was about 4'11 when I was in college. Well, I'm 5'1 now. That's what the, the doctor says. So I grew a little bit. Um, <laughs> after, yeah, after 18, you know, they say you don't grow anymore after 18. But um, by the time I had my daughter, uh, I got married. I think was, I was 28 when I got married. And I, my first doctor's visit after her birth. And they, um, of course, they did the height check and everything. They said, well, you're 5'1". And I was like, huh? Because for so long, I had been saying 4'11". And I said, well, I guess I, I grew a couple of inches. And they said, well, it's possible that you can grow a little bit after the age of 18. I said, okay, <laughs> everything's possible, I guess. Yes, any and everything is possible. Wow, we've had such a great time here chatting with you. You are just so informative and you, you're you way ahead of, of so many with, with the wisdom that you have at just the tender age of 21 and you're about to be 22 tomorrow. What are you gonna do for your birthday before we wrap up? I have a whole, like itinerary of people to see. <laughs> um, I'm really making this birthday about the people because last year um, COVID was a little bit of a struggle trying to see everybody that I love. Um, we did have like a little virtual birthday party component last year. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm able to see um, some folks as well, um, just individually in their own homes. I'll travel to see them and um, we'll have some tea and catch up, um, most likely because I am extremely busy. So um, they probably haven't spoken with me in at least a month, <laughs> which is a, a while. But, um, you know, I'm glad to, to see them and to spend time with them and, and to fellowship tomorrow. That is a beautiful thing. Once again, before we wrap up, this is a beautiful Black Divine. She's a tropical astrologer as well as a cartomancy. And um, she's got some more titles. So go ahead and plug yourself. Yes, life coach. I can definitely coach you through your life. I'm a um, medium, uh, diviner, Akashic Records practitioner, Reiki practitioner. Um, you name it, I, I do it. So <laughs> I'd love to see you in my chair as a client. Um, and thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful episode. I have had an amazing time um, with Mildred by Soror. And yes. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Yeah, thank you so much. Also, before we go, also just want to have a moment, just a, a second or two of silence for, for Stacey Owens, uh, Washington. We love you. Rest in peace. Love you. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Oh, we had so much fun. We got to get out of here. Oh, my goodness. Thanks again for tuning in to bring it in the house. The beautiful and lovely Black Divine. You guys, please go to her website, blackdivine.com. And we'll see you next time on Bring It in the House. You guys be good. Have a good one.